Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, in Matthew chapter 5, after we've already talked about this, then Jesus in the first verse says he saw the crowds he went up on a mountainside, sat down, and his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And here's now what he begins to teach them. This is the beginning of that sermon. And these are called the Beatitudes. We know them as the Beatitudes. Everybody knows these. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and read them from verse 3 to 11. I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before. Today I want to title this message, Truly Blessed. Truly Blessed. Father, speak to us. Have your way this morning. That your word may do a work in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. So that when we leave this place, we will be transformed and changed. And we can say, we will never be the same again. We ask you this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may have your seat. If you ask the average person, are you blessed? If you ask them, are you blessed? Most would say, and then they would go ahead and start listing the typical evidences for why they believe they're blessed. They would highlight that I have good health. I have a family. I have a good job. Might not be the ideal job. Might not be the one that I dream of. I have a job. I have a home. I might not own it, but it's a place that I have to go to. And so a lot of people would answer, are you blessed by stating the evidence of the things that they have or why they are blessed. And even, I would say this, that if someone was experiencing problems in one area, they would still claim to be blessed because at least they have another. 
In other words, if you ask somebody, are you blessed? They might say, well, I don't have a car, but at least I have my health. I'm blessed. I might not have a car, but at least I have my family. You see, whenever we answer the question, are we blessed? The answer is always based on the evidences of the things that we have in our lives. Now, the question really is, is that truly what determines if we're blessed or not? And I want to challenge you this morning, and don't get me wrong. I believe that these evidences are God's grace and blessings over people. But they are not necessarily a result of God's favor. Listen, these evidences, they can be God's grace and blessings over our lives. But doesn't mean that they or God's favor over our lives. Because the Bible tells me that God makes it rain over the just and the unjust. In other words, this means that he allows good things to come to both good people and bad people. So according to this, the evidences of having things in our lives are not necessarily a result of God's favor over our life. Because you can be bad and still have things. According to Jesus, in the beginning of his sermon now, the blessing, the blessed is not, or let me say it this way, the blessing is not dependent on what you have but on what you do. Listen, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed. The blessings are based not on what you have, but on what you do. Listen, I want, I want you to get this. Because it's not necessarily what you do as in works that you can obtain salvation through. It's not that I can do these things in this list and obtain that blessing from God. I want you to understand this because a lot of people will get this twisted. You can't say, I will be poor in order to be blessed. Or I will then be sad in order to be blessed. Or I will be merciful in order to be blessed. Even though doing those things might be good. They do not guarantee the blessing of God. So these are not a list of things to do to obtain the blessing. This is a list of things that you are. They are rather a description 
of the people that already have the characteristics to be part of the kingdom of God. That's why when Jesus starts this sermon by stating, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, blessed are the meek and on and on. He caught a lot of people by surprise. And especially the religious folk. Because based on this list, the religious Pharisees would not be part of this group of people that would be allowed to enter the kingdom of God. You see, these characteristics in reality are counterculture to what we would think is really a blessed person. Now, what do these people describe with these characteristics do? Simply put, they follow Jesus. What do these people do? They live for the kingdom of God. Who are these people? They are disciples of Jesus. So what is Jesus doing? What is Jesus doing by listing these characteristics? What is he doing by listing them? I will tell you this morning that Jesus was simply saying this is a list of characteristics of those who can be my disciples. These are a list. This is a list. Of people who are disciples. And who are these disciples? Listen, I want you to understand this. Because as Jesus describes these people and sets forth this list of characteristics, he is causing people to question, am I in or am I out? Am I part of that group or am I not part of the group? And so the question would be, who are these disciples? These disciples of Jesus, can I tell you this this morning? They're not the cream of the crop, spiritually speaking. These people in this list are not the religious elite. They had, listen, if we look throughout the Gospels, we will find that these disciples had little faith. They were rebuked by Jesus because they had little faith. They didn't have great faith. They were rebuked at other times because they simply just did not get the teachings of Jesus. They didn't understand him. He had to explain things to them because they just did not get it. They weren't smart. They weren't. Prayer warriors. They fell asleep while trying to pray at a crucial moment in the life of Jesus. They did not fast. In fact, the Pharisees asked Jesus, why do your disciples not fast? Like every other religious person. Can I tell you? They were scary cats. When Jesus would appear at times in two episodes on the sea, they were scared. 
They saw Jesus walking on the water. They thought he was a ghost. They got afraid. Jesus was asleep on the boat and at the time there was a storm and they were afraid because they thought they were going to die. They were scary cats. They weren't the smartest of In fact, can I tell you, they were the wrong people. They were the wrong people. And if you are putting together a team of superheroes that are going to save the world. These are not the people that you would include in your list. These are not the people that you would choose. But Jesus flips society's values upside down because Jesus doesn't pick who we would pick. His choosing of the disciples is even countercultural because Jesus chooses people who are outcast, who are on the margins of society, who you would never think God could use them to do something great. In other words, Jesus takes us all by surprise because he blesses the ones who no one would bless. He blesses the ones that no one would bless. How does he bless them? He blesses them not by giving them riches and property and possessions and happiness and good things even though those things can come and for sure will come but he blesses them listen to me by putting his favor and that's so important because having his favor upon you is different than having his blessing You can have his blessings, but not have his favor. Being blessed or favored is more than having blessings. You can have a job. You can have a house. You can have a car. You can have good health. You can have a family, but not have God's favor. Having God's favor. Is different than having his blessing. That's why you can't determine who is blessed or favored based on appearance things. You can't determine who is blessed based on your list of characteristics of those that you think are really spiritual. You can't base the blessing and favor of God on the evidence of things received in the here and in the now in earth. Because the truth is that based on this list, we will leave many people out. 
if we did that, we would leave many people out. But when we read it, we are forced to redefine who is in the kingdom and who is out. We're forced to have to redefine who is a true believer. We are forced to define who is a disciple of Jesus. When you read this, you are forced to determine, am I in or am I out? See, because in reality, it is the one who is down and out. It is the one who is oppressed. It is the one who is persecuted, who is chosen by him. This breaks our mold of who can be part of the church and who can be part of it. You see, because those who are blessed are not blessed because of how spiritually superior they are. They are not blessed because of the status that they have or the condition that they are in. They are blessed simply because they have a heart. And having a heart for God doesn't mean that you're perfect. Having a heart for God doesn't mean that you are full of faith. Having a heart for God doesn't mean that you are a prayer warrior. Having a heart for God doesn't mean that you are spiritually holy. No, listen. Because they have a heart for God, this list says they are promised. Say with me, promised. They're promised God's favor and can enjoy God's favor regardless of their status. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you were born, what the color of your skin is, how much money you have in your pocket or in your bank account. It doesn't matter how much Bible you know. It doesn't matter how much you pray. Those are not the characteristics of the ones that enter the kingdom of God. No, the ones that enter the kingdom are the ones that just simply have a heart for God. So those who are blessed, those who have God's favor, this favor of God is a promise. This blessing or blessings that are part of this favor. When we read these characteristics, these beatitudes, we realize that most of them are future focused. That should break our mind. You see, when I read the Beatitudes, I have to notice that it says, 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. These blessings, most of these blessings, are not for the here and now. They are a promise of the future, of things to come. We get into trouble as believers when we want to make the here and now the kingdom of God. We get into trouble when we try to make America the kingdom of God. For as much as we look for the kingdom of God on this earth in democracy or in freedom or in politics or in a nation or in a person, we will not find it because the promises of the kingdom of God are future focused, not present. That's why I can't determine who's blessed based on the evidences of the things they have received now. Because even though the evidences of things received now can be a sign of God's grace, they are not a sign of his favor. That should free you this morning. Number one, from being confused about why you don't have everything you want. That should free you this morning from being so confused about why God doesn't give you everything you've asked for. That should alleviate the burden. Why is it that it seems like I can't prosper? Because it seems like it is those whose businesses are flourishing. And it seems like it is those who are advancing their careers and going up that ladder. It seems like it is those, it's those who are filling their pockets with money and their banks. Seems like it is those who when you look at their lives and new cars and new houses and bigger businesses, you say... It looks like they're the blessed ones. It should alleviate the frustration of you feeling like you've been left out. Because, in fact, when we determine who is really blessed and has that favor of God upon their life, it's not based on the evidences of things received it's based on the promises to be given so as a Christian can I tell you something this morning I can say I'm blessed even though I might not have a house 
I can say I'm blessed even though I might not have a new car. I can say I'm blessed even though I might not have riches because I have a promise from God and the one who promises never fails. Can somebody this morning say I'm blessed. I'm favored. Not because of what I have, but because of what he has promised. I might not have a blessing, but I have a promise. I might not have a new house, but I have a promise. I am part of the kingdom of God. He has chosen me and called me. Not because I'm good. Not because I'm religious. Not because I got it all together. He chose me because of his favor. The natural question as I pose this that will come to mind is how then do I become one of those blessed ones? I'm going to close this morning by saying it's not You become one of those blessed ones who are part of the kingdom of God by doing this one thing which anybody can do. It's not reserved for the spiritually elite. It's not reserved for those who have it all together. The call to have God's favor upon your life comes to those who simply stop and say, God, I want to live for you. might seem a little anticlimactic. You were expecting maybe a big revelation. But it's really simple. Who are the blessed ones? They are the ones that have a heart for God. How can you become one of them? Seeking God with all your heart. By loving the things that God loves. By pursuing the things that God pursues. Justice. Love. You see? You become part of this blessed group, part of this kingdom of God, by simply loving others. You become part of it by accepting God's forgiveness and learning to love yourself, even when it's hard. You become part of this group of those that are blessed by being kind, by pursuing godliness. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're perfect. In fact, we will fail. 
we will fall short. But when I sincerely say to God, God, I want to be like you. I know I'm not. And I'm not even close to being like you. But today I choose to follow you. To be your disciple. To learn from you and your ways. Yes, I will fall short and I have fallen short. Yes, I will sin and I have sinned. Yes, I will make mistakes and I have made a bunch of them. But I will not give up pursuing you, Jesus. I will not give up trusting in you and in your promises. How do we become these that are called blessed and are part of the kingdom? By simply deciding to follow Jesus. By simply deciding to be a blessing to others. That's what I want to be. God, because I want to be like you. It doesn't mean that I always am able to do those things. But it means that I make it my focus in life. It means that I strive for that. It means that I love or I live for the kingdom of God. So today, I finish with this. By saying, if we want to be part of this group, and is there anybody here today that says, That's, I want to be part of that group. It begins with repenting and changing my mind about who I think should be on that list and who should not. I need to remove all prejudices. All judgment. And I need to repent before God. Because if I'm honest this morning, I have to admit that I've pushed people out. Thinking they weren't good enough. But you know what? Thank God that he's the one in control. He's the one that chooses who's in and who's out. He's the one who decides on whom he's going to put his favor on. So it doesn't matter who judges me. It doesn't matter who criticizes you. If you've sincerely decided in your heart to follow Jesus, all that matters is that his favor is on you. Can I get an amen this morning? Stand to your feet. And I want to pray so that God will help us to follow him, to live for him, to love him, and to love others 
and to love ourselves. I believe there needs to be a lot of forgiveness and repentance. A lot of people have not been able to even forgive themselves for things that they have done in the past. And they have been prisoners of their past. The enemy has kept them in bondage. Because they have not been able to forgive themselves. And the truth is that if you can't forgive yourself, you can't love yourself. And if you can't love yourself, you can't love others. That's what Jesus said. The greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And the second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love others until you've learned to love yourself. And you can't love yourself until you can accept the forgiveness of God in your life. Bow your heads and close your eyes. And if there's anybody here this morning that says, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord and Savior. I haven't done that yet, but I want to be part of his kingdom and I want to follow him. Today I want to choose to follow him, to be his disciple. If that's you and today you say, I want to follow Jesus. Can you lift your hands right there where you're at? I want to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you in the back. Two people, anybody else this morning that says, I want to follow Jesus. I want to live for him. God bless you. God bless you. This morning you have decided to do this. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Everybody repeat this prayer. Say, Lord, I come before you and I ask you for your forgiveness. I repent of my sins, of my wrongdoing. I ask you, give me a new heart. Give me a new nature so that I can live for you and follow you. In the name of Jesus, I declare that from this day on, you will be my Lord and my Savior. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. If this is your first time, if this is your first time. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.